Hi, Brad. Welcome back to Back in Five. I'm so happy to have my green lollipop. I know. I got the yellow one this week. We're back doing a video podcast. Hi. There's not really a lot to look at. Well, You've actually... Got so much feedback from the last one. I know. Yeah. Zero. But we <laughs> do... <laughs> we did... You do have a prop this week. I do have a so, prop. So I think we that's why we wanted to do a video you this week so that. you can see this. But uh, we are continuing on in the book of Genesis. Uh, we talked about um, the table of nations, Genesis chapter 10. Um, first of all, say bravo on the pronunciation of the Hebraic names. I wasn't expecting people to clap. It was very, <laughs> I mean, it was impressive. I wonder, uh, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I wonder if people, if the, if the clapping was picked up on the, on the sanctuary mics, I'll have to go back and look. Whatever. But if, if you weren't there, go back and listen to it. That's the first time we said it. Right. Go Because there's so much in this, uh, in this message that, and we even put the PowerPoint online too. So, if you weren't here, go back and listen to it. Look through the PowerPoint because it is fascinating. And it's just a shame we didn't video it, too, because there's a lot of stuff to look at. But. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So anyway, we were looking at Genesis chapter 10. It's the Table of Nations. Um, kind of talk us through the message here. What were some of the big things that you wanted to point out to us? Well, one of the things we have to set up is the delineation between chapter 10 and chapter 11. Yeah. And... You know, chapter 10 is really a, an overview of what's taken place in terms of all these nations being distributed all around the world. And we don't find out the details of why that's the case until you read chapter 11 by way of the Tower of Babel. Right. And that's what we're going to cover this next week right. on Sunday morning. So we really hope that you come out for that. But it's kind of like uh, chapter 10 is there. But why is it there? It's because of chapter 11. So right. it's kind of a backwards way of looking at it, but it's a Hebraic right. way of... Very Hebraic. You know, here, here's what happened, and now I'm going to tell you the nitty-gritty yeah, about yeah. what happened. So so some of the ramifications of chapter 10 are here in the, in the, in the text uh, or in your sermon notes here. So you talked about your first point being that rebellion against God um, brought about national separations. Yeah, and that we see that in verse 5, especially with the, the word in the Hebrew spread, which is parad, which literally means separated. Mm -hmm. So if you were to read this literally, from these, the coastland peoples separated in their lands. And so, again, we're going to find out that there's actually rebellion behind all of this. That'll come out of next week in terms of uh, chapter 11. So behind this rebellion, this rebellion brings the separation of peoples all over the world. Okay. And, uh, and that not only does it separate like national separation, but... Um, your second point was that rebellion against God brought about corrupt uh, political leadership, and you talked about Nimrod or Nimrod. Right. Or and Adam. as we're going here, we're you know basically showing where we have these yeah. three sons, Japheth, uh, Ham, and Shem, and, and we're showing where all the people from all over the world really come from, because yeah. everybody comes off the boat with Noah and his boys. Everybody comes from them. From them. And so with Japheth, we see those who move northward and um, uh, into the west. Uh, again, the Europeans, if you will, and uh, moving eastward to the Russians, into <coughs> um, uh, the north mainly. And then with Ham, we see those who move south and west uh, into the uh, African continent. But uh, we pick up on the, the theme here for the second uh, truth here on this corrupt political leadership because of this focus on Nimrod mm -hmm. in, in verse 8. And Nimrod, he was the first on earth to be a mighty man in verse 8. 
And then he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. And then, you know, you find out what Nimrod, yeah. Nimrod's name really it means. means, let us rebel. And you go, oh, man. That can't be good. This is messed up. Yeah. And uh, needs to be dealt with. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, let's talk about it. Yeah. And so we do. And if we look, you know, historically, uh, you know, from Nimrod, we get these international leaders, uh, national leaders, I should say, mm. who are corrupt and cause destruction mayhem yeah. uh, and death all yeah. over the planet and we focused on you know like the big three like Mao and Hitler and Stalin who just they literally put millions to death yeah it all starts from a guy named Nimrod who rebelled whose name means let us rebel right yeah right yeah um continuing on uh rebellion against God brought about family division and cultural strife so this was an interesting point um, so bring this up because well, this is really well, now we get to Shem. Yeah, and uh, with Shem, there's this. Unlike the other two boys, we have this little verse here in verse 25, uh, where a distinction is made. And whenever you know you're reading a list of something and you see the distinction, you must. Some, someone's a clue. Pointing, yeah, yeah, it's a clue. Yeah. Somebody's trying to point something out to you. In this case, Noah's trying to say, "Hey, this matters." Well, what matters here is that to Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. And you go, what do you mean divided? Mm. Well, and his brother's name was Jokden. Well, once you start following the descendants of Peleg and the descendants of Jokden, you discover that Peleg leads us uh, basically to Abraham, which mm-hmm. is in the seed line of the Christ. Right. And Jokden leads us to the plain of Shinar, where the tower's built. Yeah, yeah. And so this is this... Uh, not only is it a cultural divide, not only is it a family divide, but it becomes a spiritual divide, and mm-hmm. arguably it becomes even a geographic uh, divide. Mm-hmm. But the spiritual issues associated with this are are catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. So that either you're you're either Babylon or Promised Land. Right. Yeah. You got two it's lands. One, one, of, one of the yeah. other one. Yeah. Right. Totally. So. Um, I can't remember. When did you bring up this book? Was that with your last point or was that with this point? It was, well, with this point here. Yeah. yeah. Because it's this divide that we see two major people groups mm-hmm. really developing. And also by way of this division between Peleg and Jockton, one stays more central and west. The other one goes further east. And this is where we go, okay, so how far east? Mm. Well, to, to the far east. Yeah. And all likely China. Yeah, only to discover that it's a well-known uh, historic factoid. Yeah, that Noah was the father of all the Chinese, mm-hmm. and we were able to demonstrate this uh, through a whole host of resources. Yeah. Um, that go back over the last you know several hundred years. That's been out there. Yeah, but has basically this this idea has been removed from the textbooks yeah. of history. Yeah, because it it's it doesn't suit the the uh, oh the evolutionary the modern evolutionary mentality. yeah and so so we've got revisionism in in our day that's taken yeah. over yeah yeah so just real quick just tell us about this book what is this book <laughs> that's well pleased compend of world yeah. history yeah and it was written in the 1820s and uh, I mean think about it, 1820s yeah and it was a school textbook yeah. This is being taught. It's yeah. being taught. And so chapter one talks about the beginning of mankind. 
and the discussion moves to uh, Nimrod mm-hmm. and you know where did everybody come from well the table of nations is referenced from the bible and uh, there's a, a wonderful argument put forward by Welpley on why the Chinese are clearly, you know, the descendants of Noah. Yeah. And that everybody yeah. know, knows this without, yeah. you know, this isn't a, an issue of discussion. This is, oh, we all know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just taken for granted that this right. is a piece of knowledge everybody knows. But what happens is in 1859, another mm-hmm. book is written. Right. That changes everything, and yeah. that was the origin of the species by Darwin. Yeah, and that's where the revision starts to take place. Yeah, and anything you know that was before 1859 was basically, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's only supported by biblical ideas, um, and out that goes. Let's go with our evolutionary theory. The Bible is irrelevant, and yeah. the science is all that matters. Wow, yeah, that was powerful. It was powerful to, to consider the copyright date of this book and see what it said versus knowing what came out in 1859. Right. We're all from monkeys. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then who cares about Nimrod? Right. Right. doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just an animal. Yeah. In other words, we, we are, we moved basically from the spiritual to, uh, the, the atheistic point of view. Yeah. So, but that's not where it ends. No. Because be, because you say on your fourth point. The fourth point that God, God is drawing, drawing people, people to himself. Yeah. 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 And that's what's going on even right now. And we demonstrated even the be- beautiful tapestry of our own ministry here at Bethel where we have people from every tribe, tongue and nation mm-hmm. virtually. Yeah. Um uh, it's just wonderful. I yeah. mean, we how many first generation people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, most recently we have a lot of Romanians in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, a few Ukrainians, uh, some Polish, but then, uh, even going back about 80 years, we've got a bunch of 80 year olds yeah. who are first generation. Yeah. They still have their, their European accents with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just beautiful. It's right. Wonderful. So, so God is doing this thing and it was a cool way to, it was actually a really cool way to, um, go into the communion time because we have this lamb of God who's taking away the sins of the world. You get the Revelation seven passage, Revelation nineteen, to look and look forward to the future. Yeah, and that one day we will be at the Lord's table, you know, this yeah. the banquet of the Lamb, and and so we're just practicing that right now through communion. Very good. So um, next week is the Tower <laughs> yeah, Part Two. Don't miss it, man. Yeah, it's going to be something else. So very good. All right. Well, thanks for doing this video podcast again with me, Brad. It's my pleasure, man. Very Especially good. Especially when I have my Lime. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks. Bye-bye.